This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, this Sunday, the 2022 World Cup starts. The host nation, Qatar, will play Ecuador in the first game. And from then on, the big sides will be coming out to play. Everybody loves the World Cup. And for all of us, it's something that was played in the summer. And this is different for many reasons, which have been raised elsewhere. This was corrupt from the beginning, and it hasn't been much better. In fact, it's got worse the more we learned about the host nation. But uh, that's for another day. This episode of the World Cup Preview, this special episode of The Stand, is brought to you by now. So much of this World Cup will feature players that we watch every week battling it out in the Premier League, 134 of them actually. You can stream the Premier League with a Now Sports and Sports Extra membership from as little as eleven ninety nine without a contract. That means you can pick and choose your games. You can get membership for a month or just a day. So when the Premier League is back after Christmas, remember, you can stream it with Now. We'll have a special segment later in this episode discussing in detail some of our expectations and concerns about these Premier League players. So listen out for that. People like Harry Kane, Virgil van Dijk, Mason Mount, Bernardo Silva, all of those great Premier League names who are going to be part of this tournament. But it's a pleasure now to welcome John Giles and Liam Brady to look at the tournament overall. Liam, we always have loved the World Cup and we've always seen the great players in it. There is a shadow over this World Cup because of the time of year it's being played in, for one thing, and because when Qatar were awarded a World Cup, they said they'd play it in the summer in air-conditioned stadiums, but that was untrue. They're playing it now. It isn't great for football, but still, it's notable because the best players in the world, or most of them, are going to be there. In the case of Lionel Messi and Ronaldo, Liam, the two great players of the modern era, this is the last World Cup. And that in itself makes it notable, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. You know, we've seen these two guys now for the last 15 years, ever since they broke into their uh, club teams, aiming at the very young age of 17 years of age. And they went on and had uh, absolutely marvellous careers. Uh, the World Cup uh, winner's title has avoided both of them. Yep. Um, but they're going into this competition, I think, with decent chances, both sides, you know? Yes. Um, you wonder if Ronaldo is going to be a help or a hindrance to his team and his manager because it looks like that uh, he has to be picked. Um, uh, on the other hand, Messi has kind of come good with Argentina. They won the Copa America. Yeah. Um, and they've been on a long, unbeaten run. They have a very strong team. And also Portugal have a lot of good players. So uh, you never know. The crowning glory might await one of them because uh, both teams are very, very strong, Eamon. Yeah, and it's the first time that they won the Copa America for 28 years. So, uh, And one of the things they have now is a good goalkeeper. I think it's the lead goalkeeper. I'm not sure, but he's... 
No, it's the it's the Villa goalkeeper okay. Emiliano Martinez. That's that's yeah. it. He's a very he good goal. Arsenal, he was at Arsenal as a kid, and then I was quite surprised when uh, Arteta sold him. Um, but he's uh, he's a very good goalkeeper, and uh, you know he's a he's only a young man, so he'll be very excited about going to this World Cup with a with a live chance of winning it. Yeah, and they've been cursed with bad goalkeepers uh, over the years. John, the same really point I want to make to you. We've admired these two players. They're the two great players of this generation. And there's no doubt at 37, Ronaldo will hardly play another World Cup. And uh, Messi is 35, and he's unlikely to play either. So it's the end of, of an era in that sense. Oh yeah, it's been a great era. I mean, yes. Liam said, yeah, you're saying uh, Messi and Ronaldo, you know, two of the best players ever." Uh, and 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 it's strange that neither of them won the, won the World Cup. Of course, they'd have to depend on the country to do that. Uh, but they've been they've been a great asset to the game, and there's no doubt about that. They've continued from the previous great players before yes. them. Had had long, as we know now, long uh, careers. I mean, so. Um, on a personal note, I'd like to see Messi do it. Yes, and, and I mean, as Liam pointed out, they've won the Copa America, which is something they hadn't done for 28 years. They have had some dodgy keepers in the past. This guy is very, very good, and they have a decent draw. Um, the only thing that's gone against them is Didi's tipped them <laughs> in the racing post um, to be the winners. When you look at, at the England team, John, they got to the final of the Euros, of course, they were playing at home last year at Wembley. The criticism of Gareth Southgate has been he's too cautious. He doesn't release the potential of his attacking players and they do okay, but in the end, there's not enough flair and there's not enough aggression in the team. What do you think? I wouldn't necessarily agree with all of that. Right. They got to the final of the Europeans. Yes. You know, and he took one of the biggest and bravest uh, steps to to put the, the, and a mistake, in my opinion, to put the penalty takers on uh, when they went to extra time. Yep. So I don't see any lack of of courage. I might see a lot of lack of ability um, in in the England team. Right. Uh, You know, they, 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 they don't have a real... General in the field, you know, Rice is a good player and Bellingham, I think, is the one coming into it. I don't see them dominating teams from that particular position. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt him. I, I would doubt what he did in terms of some of the mistakes he made. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't doubt his, his courage to do what he felt that needed to be done. No, he's done very well, Liam. What's your take on that? They, I mean, they have some marvellous players, Mason Mount, Harry Kane... Unfortunately, they've lost two great fullbacks, the Chelsea fullbacks, Reese James and, and Ben Chilwell, which is really unfortunate, but they have fullbacks to come in. And they're in a group, Liam, with Iran, USA and Wales that gives them a real chance of getting out. Oh, yeah, without any doubt, uh, 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 they'll get out of the group, Eamon. They should even win the group. Uh, but I'd, I'd be a little bit worried for England because so many of their players... But you mentioned two really important players that are injured, the two full back. Yes. Kyle Walker is coming back after a long layoff. Yes. Uh, I don't know how he's going to be. Who's he going to play in goal? That's uh, 
that's a difficult decision for him. Is it going to be Pope or is it going to be Pickford? Pickford has mistakes in him, as we all know. Um, Harry Maguire, bang out of form. Um, defensively, they don't look great. Luke Shaw, uh, never really rated him as a, as a defensive fullback. He, he'd rather go forward than defend. Um, John said they haven't got a kind of a, a director of the orchestra in midfield. They've got Bellingham and, uh, and Rice, who are two hardworking players. I'm sure they'll start. Maybe, maybe not against Iran. Maybe you'll go for a more attacking team against Iran. But then you look up front. Um, Sterling is having a terrible season, really out of form. So I'd be worried there. I think he's one of Gareth Southgate's favourites, Sterling. Yeah. Uh, and much will depend once more on Harry Kane in that centre forward position, Eamon. And right. Mason Mount, he could have a good World Cup. I, I would say, I would see England getting to the quarterfinals, uh, but they'll be found out against some of the better teams then. Yeah, and it's worth bearing in mind, I suppose, they got to the semifinals last time and really uh, Croatia beat them when they were, that was their best chance ever. Let me ask you about uh, Argentina, Liam, and Messi, and the fact that they go into this having won the Copa America, they're on a run, and they have some very good players. Well, they have players like uh, Di Maria, who I think is a really good player. They also have uh, Nicolas Otamendi, who we will all remember at Manchester City being a bit of a headbanger. He's in the team, but they have a good goalkeeper now. And I, I fancy them or Brazil because I think the European sides are, nations are weaker. What, do you, what's your take on, on Argentina, Lehman, and what chance do you give them? Well, I give them a good chance, Eamon. You know, I would put them up there amongst the favourites, as you're doing as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd have my doubts about Alcamendi, what we've seen, both, both at club level and, uh, and, and in the national team in, in years gone past. But this new, new coach, Lionel Scalini, Scaloni. Yes. Uh, he, he's transformed the spirit in the team. They, they have a mentality now of winners, uh, uh, Romero, we've seen play for Spurs. He's a really good defender. Um, and Martinez is a very good striker, plays for Inter Milan. And they've got Messi and Di Maria. So, uh, yeah, they've got to be one of the contenders. But um, if I can open it up a bit, I mean, I yes. think the world is quite open this year. We don't know how tired the players are going into it, yeah. having, having been playing in the Champions League uh, in a condensed season, you know, lots of league games being played. So you don't really know how they're going to come out of it. Um, yes. But definitely, and I'd love to see her go back to Messi again. You'd love to see him have a great tournament. Yep, I think we all would. Uh, John, j just on Brazil, we know how good Thiago Silva is. We've seen him in recent weeks defending for Chelsea. On his own, he's 37. But they have also got uh, some good young players, two in particular, Vinicius Jr., plays for Real Madrid, and Rodrigo, also Real Madrid. Uh, one of them, Vinicius Jr., is 22, Rodrigo's 21. They're explosive players, and they've done it for Carlos Ancelotti, and they are the type of player that Brazil are renowned for over the years. Yeah, they, they, they were terrific players that I saw. We did, we didn't, I didn't see much of them, Eamon. Yeah. Um, the other guy, 
have to mention, that's you and Liam, actually, is Neymar. Now, Neymar is a superstar, certainly in his own head, but he's not the most disciplined guy off the pitch, and he doesn't appear to be the most disciplined on the pitch. He's a, a major diver. How big a problem is that? Well, it's always a problem, but he's very talented. Uh, he is, yeah, very gifted. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no, when he, as I say, when he's on his day, and, and maybe in the World Cup, he could turn it on. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's, he's capable of doing it. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's a danger, and I agree with you, there's times he doesn't make the most of his ability, but there are times he does as well. So he's, he's, he's a fellow that, you, that would have to be, if you're playing against him, carefully watched, and he might get a grip of himself for the... Uh, for the World Cup, Eamon. It does happen, you know. He's on a big stage. Yes. a big stage. And he, it's possible he could do it. Liam, what's your take on Brazil? Uh, I think they've got uh, you know, a really good chance again, Eamon. Uh, you've gone through some of their players there. I'd have my doubts about Fred after what I've seen him with Manchester yes. United. It looks like he might play Richarlson as a kind of a floating yes. centre forward, you know, who's at Spurs and been at Everton and we've seen him but normally we've seen him operate on, on the left-hand side. I'd like to see uh, Jesus playing, you know, the Arsenal yeah, striker. Yes. You know, uh, although he's been short of goals lately, he's been playing really, really well. And I think his work rate alone, I think, would benefit that Brazilian team. But they've got Casimiro in midfield. Yes. Got, you mentioned Vinicius. They've got loads of talented players. So, And if Neymar can can just concentrate on his football and forget about all the antics. Like he's only he's only two goals away from equaling Pele's um, uh, goals, the amount of goals. Yeah, seventy five goals he's had. He scored yeah. for Brazil. Yeah, yeah. So uh, John said, you know, Neymar on his day is one of the most talented players in the world. If he can concentrate his mind, uh, and I'd like to see Jesus and maybe Richarlison up front. That would be some forward line. So I give Brazil a, a, a big chance. Yeah, I do too. They're my tip. But I'd love to see Messi win it and Argentina. Just on Gabriel Jesus, lads, he's played 56 times for Brazil. He scored 19 goals. And the one thing he hasn't done much of, Liam and Arsenal, although he's been a great success for the club, he hasn't scored as many goals as you might expect. But he's he, he overall started well, Eamon, didn't he? Start his goals. His goals were very important to Arsenal at the start of the season. I think he was he got about a half a dozen early on, you know. But it's dried up since then. But his his general play hasn't, you know. He's been a real inspiration for the guys around him, and uh, I think he's made Arsenal's forward line really function. And I think if he was to be in that Brazilian centre forward role and let, allowed, you know. Wonder and and because he 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 just has such a high work rate, I think he rubs off on the other players. So I'd like to see him in the Brazilian team. Um, but you know they have a they have a a variety of players they could pick. They always do. They have great forward players. But uh, yeah, I give them a big chance. But if I was had to pick Argentina Brazil, I I just favour Argentina. Right now, let me ask you, John, about Belgium. They're a team that everyone has been talking about forever. They're getting on now, yeah. but they have De Bruyne. They have some very, very good players, and yet they've never done it. They have, I think, they have a decent enough draw. They're playing with. They're in a group of Canada, Morocco, and Croatia, but um, they never get it done, John, do they? 
No, the, 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 as you say, with the players that they have, I mean, you know, going into you know competitions in recent years, uh, they've been well fancied, and and they haven't really done it in any of the competitions so far uh, with the talent that they have. So. Um, do they have a new manager around? Maybe it could be the manager. No, the manager is, is the guy who was at Everton, Martinez. Um, but they have Lukaku. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, they have Lukaku up front. They have Eden Hazard, who's had a nightmare at Real Madrid for almost three seasons now. He has hardly played a game. They have De Bruyne, as I say, and you know they're rock solid, and they're rock solid with a proven goal scorer in Lukaku. And De Bruyne on his day, I know you and I, at least, I'm not sure about Liam, have our doubts about his commitment on big days. But they have, they've been talked about as the coming team. Well, if this is, this is the chance, because they have a, a fairly manageable group, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Well, it's when they get to the big, t- the, to the big boys then that it really counts, as we know, you'd expect them to definitely get through. Uh, but they have been a disappointment, you know, with the, with the players that they've had going into these big tournaments. And you say now, the, the, the few of them are getting on a bit. You would have, we, we definitely all would have expected, I think everybody, I think, expected more from them. So maybe, maybe they might get a grip of themselves in this tournament and turn it on. And if, if, if they can make the most of the talent that they have, they, sh- they certainly should be contenders. Liam, your take on Belgium. We've seen enough of them for long enough now. Uh, they never seem to quite get it done, do they? Uh, no. Well, uh, there's still it's still a very very small nation. It, it's an amazing, you know, for the population of, of, of that's there in Belgium. Yes. How well they've done football wise. They seem to have integrated a lot of Africans and Eastern Europeans uh, uh, over over the years, and and they have a, an excellent side now. Uh, you know, you mentioned Lukaku. Um, they've got Tielemans, Tielemans and yeah. yeah, Tielemans, Leicester City. We know him, very good player. Uh, Hazard has been a disappointment at Real Madrid, but big stage aim and big player. Yes, and and De Bruyne likewise too. Excellent goalkeeper in the Real Madrid goalkeeper Courtois. Yeah, big strong lads at the back. I would make John Wright. I would make them contenders. You know. Yeah, uh, they have to be in the mix too be in the last four, I would have said. Okay, let's talk about France, John. Unfortunately, they've got... <laughs> Pogba is injured and he won't be there, but more importantly, I think, Kante won't be there. He's torn his hamstring and yet their record is good under Deschamps, the coach, and they're in a very manageable group, Tunisia, Australia, Denmark. Denmark won't be easy by any means, but they are the holders and defending champions. But the the absence of Kante is a big deal, isn't it? Oh yeah, I'd say believe it or not, I, mean, I think Pogba is a big miss for them to, to, to well. Right. When we look at his career, he's always turned it on for France. Yes. In the last World Cup, he played well. He, he, he's played more better. Uh, sorry, he's played better for France uh, consistently than any anywhere else I've seen him play, including Manchester United. Yeah. And it seems to be with him like well, uh, and probably shouldn't be talking about him now. He's not even playing, but. That he's in short term stuff at yeah. France. Yes. You know, he could, rather than the 48 match, 50 match, 6 match, the same match as night. That's the way I always felt and he could turn it on. Um, so it, I think it would be, actually be a miss for France. I don't think he's a miss for Manchester United or some of the other teams he played for. Uh, but little Kante is a huge loss, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Huge now, loss. Yeah. 
Uh, could we talk about some of the Premier League players in the context of their day jobs? Our partner now is, of course, supporting the stand on this special World Cup episode today. But many of our listeners will be already using now to stream Premier League matches this season. And for those of you who aren't, you can stream all the best Premier League action with a Now Sports and Sports Extra membership from as little as eleven ninety nine without a contract. And we're going to go on and talk about uh, some other contenders, Germany in particular, who are always talked about as contenders. I'm not so sure they will be this time. I just want to ask both of you, Liam, I'll start with you, about the time of year from the Premier League and indeed all the other leagues that this World Cup has been played. In in the case of the Premier League, the first game after they come back, the final of the World Cup is December 18th and the first game, the first series of Premier League games is Boxing Day or Stevens Day as we call it here. What effect is it going to have? The travelling, the heat, the stress of playing in a World Cup, can they possibly be right when they get back to their clubs? People like Harry Kane, Virgil van Dijk, Mason Mount, Bernardo Silva. I mean, in Pep's case, uh, Manchester City have 16 players there. I think Arsenal have 10 or 12, don't they, Liam? Yeah, 10, yeah. So what sort of nick are they going to be in when they get back? Well, it depends how far they go in the competition, I mean, obviously, if they go all the way, and then they have to come back. You know, how many games is going to be in the World Cup? There's going to be seven, I think. Yeah. Three in the group stage, then one in the last 16, one in the last eight, semi-final and final. So let's say you go all the way and you're playing in the final. You've got seven games to play, which is a lot. And then you come back and you're more or less straight away into it. So the guys who get to the last four, I would say, are the ones you've got to watch. But the others that before that, I mean, they're going to get a nice rest, I think, before the, uh, the, the Premier League resumes, you know? Uh, so it all depends. It's an unknown to us. We've never had a World Cup in the middle of a, of a, of a league season. Uh, so we don't really know, but, uh, you know, logic would tell you that if you go all the way uh, or you go to the semi-final and you have to play six or even seven games if you become finalists, you're going to be tired when you return. So... Um, we'll just have to wait and see who gets that far, Eamon. But yeah. others, like England were to go out in the in the quarterfinals, uh, you'd have a nice rest. You know, you'd have a couple <laughs> yeah. of weeks rest. Then there's rest before you resume your training again and, 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 and or your football again before the Premier League starts up. So that's my take on it. Yeah, does it, John, there's a huge advantage for, say, someone like Mo Salah or even Erling Haaland who won't be going there, Salah can have a good rest and he's probably due a good rest because he played in the African Cup of Nations, uh, which was hard work. What effect do you think it can have if you were to go to, say, semi-finals, which is the ambition, I think, of, of England for sure. This idea that, you know, you can just slip back into it. There's a full Premier League program on Boxing Day. So this is tough, isn't it? And, and unfair in a way. Well, it's ridiculous, Eamon. Yeah. You know, to have a World Cup at this time of the year is absolutely ridiculous. And there's been lots of talk, and I'm sure it's true, about corruption in having a World Cup that's played in the middle of a season 
in a hot country. It's just out, outrageous. That had that has no tradition in football, and that when it was given the World Cup in two thousand and ten, had no stadium. It had to build from scratch seven stadiums and all the infrastructure. And have to say, I'm not going to turn this into a, a sermon, but the Guardian has estimated somewhere around 5,600 migrant workers have died in appalling conditions. But we know it's peak corruption really in soccer. We know how corrupt soccer can be, but this was peak. But just to to go back to this idea of the effect it could have, for example, Pep and Manchester have 16 players there. Our friend uh, Klopp has seven, only seven Liverpool players are there, so he won't be as frenzied and worried as Pep. No, well, it's it's obviously common sense, I mean, The better the players you have, like Manchester City and Liverpool, go to a World Cup like the, uh, go to a, a tournament like the World Cup, the best players are going to win it. Yeah. I mean. So therefore, the best players are going to play more than anybody else. Yes. Now, some of the teams we know bother knocked out in the first round, the second round, there's no problem, you're just out. But that's like, the, the best players in Manchester City, uh, Liverpool and Arsenal go there. They could, there's a good chance that two of them at least two of them of those top players we're talking about could get to the finals. Yes. Now, now you're now you're in a bit of bother. I mean, because yeah. again, you're playing in the heat. It's a huge competition. Uh, the, the weather conditions are not good, and then you're straight back into it again. Don't forget that they're, they're pushing it all the way now. Yes. To get the matches done before the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the lads have played a lot of matches already. Well, definitely, it's got to affect the best players who are playing in the best teams. Yeah, and and like like if you look at say in the Premier League at the moment, the likes of Brighton and and the other teams down near the bottom of the league, I don't think hardly any of their players are picked to go to it. Yeah, so they get so a break. They have a nice get a break. They have a nice long rest. And as Liam's made a good point, I mean, if the lads are knocked out early, then you 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 you, you get a rest anyway. Yeah, but that's if you're knocked out early. But if you're a manager like Klopp and and, and Guardiola, you'd be think you'd be hoping that your players will be knocked out. But there's, there are a lot of those players that will get to the, at least to the semis, because I mean, they're the best yes. players. And, and they suffer for it. And, and, and then, apart from being tired, there's an injury situation there as well, as we know. So it's the last thing managers need in the middle of a season, Eamon. Yeah, Liam, just let me put that point about injury to you. And, and also back to John. The first three games for every nation are played in eight days. I think that's too much. Well, everything is condensed, Eamon. You know, we've had the Premier League, the amount of games that they've tried to throw in before yes. they went to the World Cup. The Champions League as well. There was, there was games more often um, than, than usual. So yes. this is the price. This is the price that football's paying yes. for having sold it to to Qatar. Yes. You know, it's FIFA that's uh, made this call, uh, and we all know why it was made because. It was made on the back of the executive committee getting a lot of money, and you know many of them were arrested after the. After they were the, um, the the Americans got involved and did arrest a number eight of them, but also yeah. Sepp Blatter and Michel Platini lost their jobs. And Blatter was the president of FIFA, Platini the president of UEFA, and the French were up to their oxters in it. I mean, they they actually got a contract from Qatar to build fighter jets worth 16 billion. This was when Sarkozy was the president of France. So this is, this murky stuff, never mind the 
the poisonous and vile prejudice against gay people that, that is part of their law. All of this is mixed up in what is something very, very... Um, yeah, and, and, and the, the, the football, the clubs, the league clubs are, are paying the price for this decision. Yes, you yes. Know, and it ultimately, it'd be the players and the ones that John's mentioned there, the very best players going to the end of the competition. They're the ones that are really going to pay the price. They'll risk an injury. Yes. They'll be jaded, tired. So, you know, um, but uh, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, yeah, once yeah. the football gets on the way, I think all us football fans are going to be watching to see who's going to be playing well, the teams, uh, who, who who's going to come out of it, who's going to play great football. The thing will be concentrated on the football, but... It's been a PR disaster for FIFA and for Qatar, to be quite honest. Just to go back to you, John, on the question of the big players like Harry Kane, Virgil van Dijk and Bernardo Silva, who I know is a real special favourite of yours. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, you've managed... It, it must be hell sitting there for Pep with 16 players out there, and for Jurgen Klopp as well, and indeed for Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, it must be hell sitting at home watching it, mustn't it? Well, terrible, Andy. What can he do about it? Nothing. You know, they're, they're players. Uh, you're, you're trying to... All the managers now we know uh, looking after the players as best you possibly can and trying to play teams and give lads a rest. As Liam mentioned beforehand, you know, the, the, team, the, the season's been packed in yeah. to get matches in. Before the World Cup, and yeah. then you then you come back to that, and you you know you're working day in day out to get your players right, and and through no fault of your own, they're going on an, an international competition. You know, yeah. we've we've already spoken about it, which is dreadful to have it. This totally corrupt to have it this stage of the season. It's a total mess as far as the players are concerned, and the managers. On all the clubs, Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United, any of them, Man City. You can just sit there and hope, hope yeah. and pray that the mid, the, the, a lot of the major players are not going to be injured, and not just injured, overtired as well. It's a dreadful situation to be in. Yeah, Liam, uh, just to finish us off now, I want you to tell me who's going to win. I think you've hinted already. Um, and also where England are going to finish. And the other thing I want to talk to both of you about is Germany. I, I, Didi has, Didi Hamamar made, has a piece in the race of post today. He, he says, uh, he, he doesn't think Germany can win it. They have a new manager, Hansi Flick. He used to manage Bayern Munich. They have a lot of good young players in their team, but, uh, Didi thinks they'll fall short. What about Germany, Liam? Yeah, I don't see enough really World-class players in the team, I mean, it looks like Havertz might yep. be leading the line. I haven't been, I haven't been that impressed with him at Chelsea. No, I haven't. I don't know. No. Sané, we've seen him at Manchester City. He's now at Bayern Munich. Yeah, not too sure about him either. I think Germany are much of a muchness, to be quite honest. Yep. They say never write off the Germans, and uh, I know, uh, you know, that's been the case down through various tournaments. But for me, they're not. They're not potential winners. No, not for me. Not for me. If if I was going for a team uh, that uh, I think has a, an outside chance, 
I'd go for Uruguay, I mean. You know? Yeah, I think you, yeah. we talked about this the other day, and I had a look at their squad, Liam, and they yeah. have got, they've got some real good players and yeah. experienced players. Yeah, well, they, they always play with that dogged spirit, don't they, Uruguay? You yeah. know, with Goldin at the back and, uh, yeah. And Jimenez Suarez, is also. Suarez, yeah. Suarez up front. They've got Jimenez at the back as well. They've got Nunes as well. And although Nunes has had a bit of a, a hard time at Liverpool, I thought the last couple of games he's looked much better. And I think this could be a stage that he will relish. So um, I, I'm going for Uruguay to get the last to get to the last four um, at uh, you know at an outside chance that would be my that would be my outside chance Argentina uh, would would have my money on and Uruguay as an outside chance right well I think I'm going to follow you because I fancy well I actually fancy Brazil but certainly on Uruguay uh, they're fifty to one. Sorry about this, John. I know you. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay, Emmett. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're entertaining me anyway. <laughs> uh, they're fifty to one, Liam Uruguay, and I'm looking at their squad in front of me, and it really is. You know, they they have Cavani as well, Edison Cavani. You know, yeah, all these guys will be wanting them. This will be their last two of tournament, won't they? Cavani, yeah, Suarez, yeah, Goldan, yeah. uh, but. Uh, they're a proud side, aren't they, the Uruguayans? Oh, they've always been difficult to beat, you know. Tough as uh, well. Yeah, tough. Yeah, sometimes overly tough. Sometimes they they go overboard with that. But uh, that would be uh, that would be my tip. And Nunes, uh, Nunes to be top goal scorer at a big price as well. Okay, and I'm just looking at the draw they've got, Liam. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay. And Korean Republic, which I think is South Korea. South Korea, yeah, yeah. It's a not, it's not an easy group by any means. Not an easy group by any means, but I can see them come out of it and uh, and go from strength to strength. Okay, uh, John, I know you're not a gambling man. How about having a, a five or a, a five? I'm, I'm not even looking at the odds, I mean. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll stick. I'll stick with Argentina to win it. Arge- I I brilliant. Uh, I want Messi to do it, and I, and I think he might. I, he might. I, he would assume it's his last competition at that level. Yeah. Uh, to sort to, to really turn it on. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they have a very manageable group as well. Saudi Arabia play Argentina in the first game, actually. Mexico and Poland are the other two teams in that group. Now we know the Mexicans can be yeah. pretty tough. They're not, as, you know, they're decent, tough, and competitive. But it it gives them a chance. A good chance. So, you're going. Are you you going Argentina, John? I'll go with Argentina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going Brazil, and Liam is going Uruguay and Argentina. Liam, Argentina yeah. first, yeah. Argentina, yeah, and Uruguay is an outsider. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of this preview of the World Cup. We will have Liam and John to talk to us from time to time through the competition about the big games, both in previews and reviews. Don't forget, if you want a Now Sports or Sports Extra membership from as little as eleven ninety nine without a contract, that's where to go when you want to watch Premier League football. We're grateful to John and to Liam, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Sports.